So we are ending this series called Airplane Mode in which we've talked about prayer. Uh, and basically what we've talked about is the fact that you should pray. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but you should pray. A lot of people don't because, A, we kind of wait till the end of the day and then we're tired and we'll kind of mumble off. Or, B, uh, we don't know how. We say we don't know how when in reality it's just talking to God. That's literally it. Uh, picture God, picture Jesus as your best friend, and you just talk to him, and, and you share your day with him. You don't have to have fancy words. You don't have to have fancy phrases. You don't have to, to be the best prayer in the world. You just talk to him. Um, and we talked a little bit about in public. Like we, we get scared by that, and I get that that's a thing, especially at, at your guys' age. If you haven't done it a lot, it's scary for me, too. It's scary for Rob, too, I'm sure, like to be called to pray in public. But it's still just talking to him. And I get that, that it feels kind of personal, but it's still just talking to him. That's ultimately what it is. And we went from there to talk about the persistence and how you could keep asking. Uh, no matter what it is, you keep asking and you keep talking about it and you keep hoping. That doesn't mean that, that you put everything aside and wait, especially if it's like a big goal or a big dream, that you put everything aside and wait for it. But you keep trying and you keep doing everything you can and you go big. Uh, Joshua, who, who prayed for the sun to stand still, and it did. And like you can think of a lot of different ones. Now, that doesn't mean that every prayer gets answered in that way, but it gets answered in the way that we need. And so we persist because it helps us. It helps us to talk about it. It's almost like therapy in a way. You're verbalizing or thinking whatever it is that you're going through. And he already understands, so you can just be yourself and be honest. Um, and then last week, we talked about the fact that nobody's perfect, and you're going to screw up, so you want to talk to him about that. Uh, and how David went so far beyond what the worst sins could be in some cases and did so many bad things after doing so many awesome things but he still was able to find redemption because he admitted that he was wrong it's so important to admit when you're wrong it's so important to admit when you need help it's so important to admit that, that you're not perfect and then a lot of people are afraid to do that especially in capital c churches but if you're honest and you share and you understand that you have grace and that he will forgive you that helps this week we're going to talk uh, about fear and about uh, needing protection and just all those other things and praying for basically anything when you're in a place where you're you're kind of scared or when you're in a situation where you don't know what to do or, or where you're unsure of what you want to do with your life or you're going to a new place or starting a new grade or going to college or or dealing with something big praying and talking to him and so I want to go again to David and this is Psalm 23 uh, I'm reading from the New Living but you're going to know the the scripture anyway the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. So basically, David is in a situation where he's scared, and he feels bad about his life. He thinks everybody's coming after him, which they kind of are in some cases. Uh, he's young, but he's just talking to God. And so he opens just by saying, God, this is who you are to me. This is why I'm talking to you. And it's not that God needed to hear that, but because David is scared, it is calming him and it is allowing him to know the sureness of what God is by saying, okay, God, this is why I'm talking to you. And in a way, he's talking to himself more than God in that situation because he's saying, God, you've always been there for me. I have to remember, you've always been there for me. You haven't let me go yet. I, I, I might have gone through bad times, but you still helped me through them. I might have gone through difficult situations, but you still helped me through them. And so he's like, you help me to find rest. You help me to, to find peace. You help me to have strength. All of these things are true. Um, but he's still hurting and he's still scared and he's still lost. 
there are a lot of situations where you'll feel this. Sometimes it's in school and you just, you feel like everybody's against you or you feel like everything's going against you, like nothing's going your way. Uh, maybe something in sports or something in your job or something at home or something at school with a test or something went poorly. And then all of a sudden the next thing goes poorly. And then all of a sudden something else goes bad and you feel like, man, just one more thing and I'm going to crack. I, I just cannot do this. And so you pray, you talk to him, uh, you admit, man, I, I need you, and you always have helped me. Please help me to feel you. Help me to see you. Help me to know that you're there. And that is, again, helping you, because God already knows all that stuff. He doesn't need us to say that, but it helps us to say it, and that's what prayer is, and that's what this is. Going to the next part, uh, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. So this is where he really lays out where he's scared. And he's saying like, man, even when I walk through the darkest valley and it feels like I'm in the valley of death, it feels like everything is dark. The king wants to kill me. I have no friends. I'm all alone. I feel like it's just horribly. And I am scared, but I'm not going to be scared. So he is scared. That's why he's saying it. Nobody who is actually not scared ever says, I'm not scared. You don't need to say it. It's just like if somebody is an actual king, they don't need to go around saying, hey, I'm the king. It's just obvious. And it's an example uh, of who you are. It becomes who you are. And so he, he is scared. It's not that he's lying, but he's saying to himself, I'm not going to be afraid, which means I'm not going to give in to this fear. Everything is dark and everything sucks and everything hurts, but you're there, so I'm not going to be afraid. And he talks about his rod and his staff. David understood being a shepherd because he was a shepherd. And so that's basically how it worked with sheep. Um, you use that to, to lead them, to guide them. And so it's kind of also saying sometimes things are hard. And sometimes something that I really want doesn't happen, but... but something that I didn't necessarily want does happen and I realize that's what I need. And so you think about things like that and you talk about things like that. And he talks about uh, preparing a feast in the presence of my enemies. Again, a lot of people hated him right then, even though he had done nothing wrong. You're going to feel like that. You're going to feel like, man, nobody really likes me. Nobody really cares about me. Nobody really wants me around. I feel like that all the time, but everybody feels like that from time to time. And when we do that, we pray, we talk, we share with that. Now, it's also good to talk to somebody else, somebody you're close to, but with prayer, you're just completely open. And so David is saying, my enemies are all around me, and so I still have to have food. I still have to sit there and deal with it while they're talking about me, while they're saying bad things, while they're thinking bad things, whether they really are or not. I'm still going to be around them. I'm still going to be near them because you can't build like a wall around yourself and separate yourself from every other person, and every other person at one point or another sucks, and you have to be around them. And so this is saying, hey, even when I'm in the presence of people that I don't like or that don't like me or that, that are enemies or that are difficult or, or that have really bad rib injuries or something like that, I still feel you and you're still with me and you still will help me. And then you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows with blessings. Again, he is not saying this to God so that God is like, oh, good, David's keeping a checklist of what I've done. He is saying this because at this point, he feels like none of this is true. And again, that's not lying, but he feels like everything is falling apart. So he is reminding himself through prayer. He is talking to himself and to God saying, hey, you're here. And I need to remind myself of that. I need to remember that, that you are here. Everything sucks right now, but you are here and you will help me through this. And a lot of times when things are really bad, we focus on everything that is really bad. Uh, it's really easy to, to think about that. It's really easy to think about the failures and, and the rejections and uh, the, the lost jobs, the bad grades, whatever it is. It's really easy to focus on that and be like, man, everything just sucks all the time. But it doesn't. And so one of the things when I'm counseling, I will talk to somebody 
and I will remind them, okay, you're going to, you know, we've done good, bad before too. Uh, you're going to think of the worst case scenario. You're going to think of something bad. You're going to focus on the negative. Don't ignore that because that's a part of your life and that's something that you have to deal with, but also focus on something positive, something that is the best case scenario and something in the middle and think about those things. And that's what David is doing here. He's like, man, I feel right now like everybody's against me and everything sucks, but God, I know that's not true. So help me to know that's not true. Help me to feel that that's not true. Help me to feel that there's a difference. Help me to feel that I have those blessings. I know that I'm still alive and I know that I've uh, got a lot of good things going for me. Help me to focus on those, to think about those, to remember those. And then he ends with, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And again, God knows these things. With our prayers, we never are saying something that God is surprised by. Like, you're going to be like, God, this is my dream, and it's something I really hope for, and this has been a problem for me. And God's not going to be like, whoa, really? I had no idea. Like, God knows these things. So prayer is like 90% for us to get that off of our chest, because there are some things, even with our best friends, even with the closest people to us, we don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing, or at least not in the, the way that we can with him, who already knows it and still loves you no matter what. David, at this point, had done nothing but the right thing. Like, he'd killed Goliath, and he'd done a lot of good things. He'd, he'd been a man after God's own heart. We talked last week about some of the really bad things he'd done, such as murder and adultery and lying and all of that. God already knew that was going to happen. Now, he still had free will and he could choose, but God knew because he could see everything. And yet, that didn't change God's listening to him here. And that's important for you to know. You see, you're not always going to be the one that feels like everything sucks. Sometimes you're going to be the one that hurts somebody else, whether on purpose or on accident. Sometimes you're going to be the one that messes up and it affects somebody else negatively. And so you're going to have to understand that you are not perfect, but God loves you no matter what. So that doesn't mean, man, you know what, I was a jerk last week and now I'm here praying about somebody that was a jerk to me. It's fine. Like, do your best not to be a jerk, obviously, but you still can be forgiven, and he still loves you, and he will still help you no matter what. You just have to keep talking to him and keep sharing with him. The reason we do a prayer series in the summer is because it's so easy to forget to pray. Uh, it's so easy to wake up, and then you have work, or you have sports, or you have school in a couple weeks, real couple weeks coming up, and you have something, and you have your days, like, filled, and so... You wake up and it's like, man, I got to do this and I got to do that. And maybe you think a couple prayers here and there, but you get to the end of the day and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to pray. I really want to make time, but you're so tired and you have to get up early the next day. And so maybe you start to pray, but then it kind of drifts off and you fall asleep or you get distracted by something else. It's so important, even when things are going well, to take that time. And I'm not just saying this for faith reasons. I'm not just saying this for the relationship with God, although that is obviously the most important thing in our lives. I am saying this for you. Because it is better if you take that time <coughs> where you have this time just to talk to him, just to talk to him. And it doesn't have to be this, this fancy, amazing conversation. It can be stream of consciousness. If you've ever, eventually, if you haven't, you'll probably read James Joyce's Ulysses. It's a horrible book that everybody thinks is great. And there's a whole chapter uh, where it's written in stream of consciousness, which means as he's thinking. And so there are three punctuation marks in this entire chapter. Three punctuation marks. It makes no sense whatsoever. But we think that way sometimes, and that's the point of it. And so your prayers might not make sense verbally sometimes, but they make sense to him. You just talk to him. And it doesn't have to be in like this perfect structure where it's like, okay, well, I have to start with this and then go to this and whatever. It's like, 
you're talking to him and then you're like, oh wait, I forgot about this. And then you start talking about that and you go back and forth because nobody is going to judge that because he just wants to hear you. And for you, it's just good to think those things, to pray those things, to take that time to recognize you're not alone, to recognize that there's more to your life, to recognize that, that there's a plan to your life and that somebody loves you more than anything in the world because at some point you're going to feel unloved. Even though you're not, you are very loved. But at some point, something bad is going to happen or you're going to lose somebody or lose something and you're going to feel that moment of un, being unloved. Praying helps you to realize, well, he always loves me no matter what. And, and he's always there. And that's so important. And that's why we talk about this in the summer. That's why we'll talk about prayer at other times. But it's so important to keep doing that. That's something you can do whether you go to youth or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you read the Bible all the time or not. All of those things are good. But you can always pray no matter where you are, no matter uh, who you are, no matter what your life is like, you can always stop and pray. So just take that time and think about the things that you want to talk about, the things that you maybe wouldn't share with anybody else. Think about the things that, that where you really have these big dreams and these big hopes that you want to keep talking about. Think about the things where you've screwed up and maybe you haven't really dealt with it, or maybe you have trauma that you haven't dealt with, or you have bad memories, or you have hurts, or you did something goofy, or whatever, and, and talk to him about it and just share that. Let it all out. And then just be completely honest about who you are and when you're scared and what you feel like and when something's bad and what you hope happens versus what you think will happen. And just share all of that because you don't have to have this perfect essay. You're just talking to him. That's what prayer is. And I promise you that the more you do it, the closer you'll feel to him. And the closer you feel to him, the more you'll realize you're not alone. It doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect because it is not going to be perfect. It doesn't mean you're not never going to feel alone. That kind of works out. But it means that you will understand, okay, even though I feel alone, like David did here, I'm going to remind myself that I'm not. And so you just keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you keep giving yourself to him, and he will keep being there for you. That's all.